Welcome to Golf Life Now podcast. I'm your host, Bill Anderson, and the topic for this podcast is going to be qualification ratios for buying a home. This seems to be a topic that a lot of people don't quite understand. As a real estate agent and a broker, I often work with first-time buyers and others with little experience buying a home. And when we get to the point of qualification, it gets a little hazy when we start talking about the qualification ratios. The ratios were adopted by the federal government, by the various agencies that end up buying those mortgage notes that you are signing on. The people that give you the loans typically don't keep them very long. You'll notice when they send you a letter stating that they are transferring that loan to another servicing company that they're no longer involved with it. The idea is that they qualify you, get the money from a lender, and then later on sell that note off to someone. So it's important in order for that initial lender to get their money back when they sell the note to make sure that you have qualified properly. That's why these ratios are pretty common no matter what type of lender you work with, whether it's a bank or it's a mortgage company. So it's hard to get around these. They vary. Let me talk about what that means. For example, you can go to our calculator and you can put in the information on your own. The calculator is located at the Logan Anderson LLC alternative site, which is gulfcoastalrealtors.com slash qualification hyphen calculator. I'm going to put this in the narrative portion of the podcast, so all you have to do is go in there and just lift it paste it into your browser and then you can go right in and you can use this qualification calculator and you'll see exactly what I mean. Well starting at the top of this calculator you're going to put in the purchase price. I put in $100,000 for this example. So bear with me. I know you have to imagine what this looks like as I explain it. Essentially on a an FHA loan for a first-time buyer, for example, you can get a 3.5% down payment loan, which is great because it helps you get in. Now, if you put in 3.5%, it's a very small amount of money on a $100,000 loan. It's $3,500. Now, I make it sound like it's small. For some first-time buyers, that is a lot of money but they're able to get that money from someone and they can get it from a family member that is permissible. So assuming that you have that, let's just move on a little bit. I put the annual interest rate at 5%. Interest rates are going up. They were down as low as 2.5% for people that had very good credit. As a first-time buyer, some people do have very good credit. Most people have fair credit or average credit. So 5% in here. The length of the mortgage or the amortization period is 30 years. Now I understand that most people don't keep their homes more than about five years. Even when they go into it thinking that is my forever home, life happens and people sell and five years is the typical amount. Just keep that in mind as we move on here. 
So we're really looking at amortizing this loan over 30 years. That's just really taking your payment and dividing it by all those months, 360 months, in order to get your payment lower. If you go after a 15-year mortgage and your payment's going to be a lot higher, the interest rate will be lower, but the payment's going to be higher. Most people will get a 30-year amortized loan. Okay, so then we're talking about the monthly payment. We don't need to really discuss that right now or the annual property taxes that you have to put in, the annual insurance that you have to put in. And now we're getting down to the private mortgage insurance. Now with the 3.5%, that is a federal program, FHA program. So instead of private mortgage insurance, it's mortgage insurance premium that the government charges. And they will charge you some cash up front with the closing, and then they will also charge you an amount every month. So you have to put whatever that monthly amount is in here. So you're going to pay the principal, the interest, the property taxes, the insurance, and the PMI, along with any association uh, fees that you may have. Then you're going to come up with a payment for all those things. Then we're going to get into the ratios here, where they ask you what your income is. In this particular case, I put in $40,000 annual income and the debt payments of $400. That's all your debts that you have. For example, a credit card and maybe a car loan, something like that. The next thing that happens is it says qualify for loan and the answer is yes. The maximum qualifying loan amount would be $97,847, which means that this person just barely qualifies for the loan. If that monthly debt was gone, then they could qualify to buy a more expensive house. What we're talking about here is your debt to income ratio, for example. There, there's two formulas here that they look at. One of them is the current income to payment ratio, which means here's your payment for all those house-related things, and then your income is uh, compared against that. In this example, it's 23.82%, which is good. It's under 28%, which is the goal. You can change that by buying more house and moving that percentage up. When it hits 28%, if it goes higher than that, you won't qualify for the loan. The current debt to income ratio, which is really, in my opinion, the key issue here, all of your debt, all of it together, which is all of your house costs and then your monthly debt payments, anything that shows up on the credit agency, cannot be more than 50%. Some lenders may ask for 40%, but 50% would be the maximum outside if you qualified for that. In this example, it's 35.82%. That's So there's two those two factors that this person fell under, which means, yes, they qualified for the loan. What happens to a number of people that I've spoken with that have good credit, cannot understand why they can't get the loan that they want and that is because their income is insufficient to support the cost of the mortgage and those other costs that go along with it or they have too much monthly payment debt 
that they have to get past. So the lender is not going to make a loan if they don't think that you can make that payment back and they're going to make sure that you are not spending every dime that you are making making your house payment. All of those things changed back in 19, or actually in, there were two major downturns, but the last one was around 2009, 2010. The laws all changed. The underwriting became much more strict. And then these rules were put in place to make sure that people could actually afford to eat and make their house payment at the same time. So if you are still absolutely confused, I think you can easily see the outcome of these calculations if you go to the website that's listed at the bottom of this podcast, as I mentioned. And it's an interactive website. You can put in any numbers that you want, and you can kind of play what if with it to move up. If you're looking at the highest expense that you can spend to buy a house, you can start with a higher number and then work down until the qualify for loan question is yes. That's the easiest way. Once that happens, of course, this depends on your credit score too. And this calculator doesn't factor credit scores in. So if you have a credit score in the mid sixes or something like that, possibly low sixes, you can apply for a loan. The interest rate will be high if you're in the low sixes. If you're around 720 or so, that's pretty good. If you're at 740, well, that's just about as good as you can get, and you'll get a better interest rate at those rates. So assuming you have a good a good credit outcome, good credit report, and these ratios all work, there's little or no reason for you to be turned down for a loan. Need to shop all kinds of other places for a loan as far as being qualified for the loan they should all qualify you for the loan if you pass the requirements in this calculator the difference between lenders is going to be how easy it is to get the loan done are they busy do they have a good record of getting closed on time are they uh, providing you with good service are their costs to complete the loan reasonable? That's another thing you need to look at. I'm not going to get into that too much here, except to say that almost all lenders will use the same qualification calculator. So if you can qualify with one, you can qualify with any. And then the difference for you then is picking out that loan officer or bank or mortgage company that will work with you and get this done as quickly as possible. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast. It's been pretty short. Go to our website, loganandersonllc.com, and check out all of our blog articles. Also, check the article on this topic on our blog site. Go to our alternative blog site also at Gulf Coastal realtors.com where there are a lot of other tools and information for you between those two websites you should find everything you need to help you buy your next home now as realtors logan anderson works on the mississippi gulf coast and we would love to sell you a house if you live on the coast or are moving to the coast 
or if you are leaving the coast we don't like to see people leave but if you are contact us and we can help you sell your house if you're interested in a vacation home we do a lot of those we are very good at setting up vacation homes also and if you are interested in retiring here along the coast you need to give us a call particularly if you were in the military this is a great place to retire if you were in the military check out our website loganandersonllc.com we'd love to have you listen to more of our podcasts and please go to our website and read our blog articles thank you <laughs>